All right. You know what it is? You know who it is? So today we got Jeremy here, Dr. Jeremy, right? Doctor sure. of Physical Therapy. Um, I met Jeremy not too long ago in a business seminar class that we're doing, um, Elite Vitality. Um, we've been kind of working together for the past seven, seven weeks now, I think, right? Yeah. Seven weeks to kind of help each other grow each other's businesses and just learn from each other and just, you know, better understand business. And um, it's been cool to kind of build these relationships with these people. And I wanted to have him on and just kind of, you know, let him talk and you guys introduce or introduce yourself to people who listen to me and then like, um, just kind of give some background and go from there. So um, anything you want to start off with? Oh, cool, yeah. Um, my name is Jeremy. I'm, a, I'm actually a doctor of chiropractic. chiropractic. Um, okay. Okay. But <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, so I started my own practice uh, right out of school, um, which I know is kind of going against the grain, but I saw a huge like gap in, in healthcare and which chiropractors in what chiropractors do. Um, so when I got out of school, I went on a couple interviews and um, not only did they, you know, not offer what I thought I was worth, um, they kind of had the same old run-of-the-mill, like, crack, adjust, stim, heat, and then... Yeah, I went to... So, I, my, my first experience with a chiropractor was really good. And then <laughs> there was someone, when we first opened uh, the gym, there was a guy who was, like, right down the street from us. And right. I was like, oh, okay, I had a really good experience at the first one. And he was, like from there he was like 40 minutes away so like i stopped going to him and right. this guy like the first time i went there he like sounded good he was talking good and then he adjusted me and then just put me on like a bed and put stim on me and i was like yeah what the fuck is this <laughs> and, I like, and i was like is this how it like usually goes and then yeah. i was like oh maybe it's just the first time so i didn't say anything and then um we were trying to build a relationship with him to kind of like uh you know uh have him send us clients and us send him clients right i went the second time it was the same thing and I was like, oh, no, I was like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy that, like, that's kind of all you get. And yeah. then, like, I see, you know, I've talked to people like you. I talked to people like uh, Mike in our class. And then we have a chiropractor that works out of our office. And, um, you know, he's nothing like that. And right. just kind of looking into that, it's like, how couldn't you offer what you guys offer and, right. like, from that perspective? And then... How I personally think they don't know. Yeah, I really, they don't know. Like they, I, I worked in the worst of the worst. Like I've worked in a PI mill where, you know, they're called ambulance chasers. Like they just care about people who get into accidents. They care about booking them three times a week to help their case and so on and so forth. Um, the clientele, the clientele alone almost steered me away from going to school. Mm -hmm. um, this was like before I even went to school, I was like, how Where can did I you go to school? I went out in LA, Southern California. Um, I wanted to tie it into sports somehow. And, and cause I played football my whole life. Well, uh, I played corner and receiver. Cool. <laughs> um, so I played, you know, sports my whole life. I was trying to tie this thing in cause I knew I didn't want to be, you know, just the average regular, you know, Cairo. Yeah. So, um, going through the worst of the worst and then meeting people and mentors that I found out in Cali through school, um, changed my whole perspective. Um, even some of the people I met through seminars, um, there's a bunch of, there's a group of people now that are eager to push the profession forward yeah. and thank God we found each other. Um, and thank God I found them and they took me under their wing and, um, I saw like an opening for that on the East coast. 
because over here, nothing was happening. So yeah. um, I you, wanted to tie from the East Coast or are you from California? Both, technically. So I grew up in Southern Cal until I was 12, moved to Jersey when I was uh, in seventh grade, and then went back for uh, my doctor program. All right, cool. That's yeah. awesome. That's cool. <laughs> um, and I remember, you know, you were talking last night a little bit about the seminars. What's kind of like the some of them that you've gone to and, you know, uh, like the best ones and kind of like talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So clinically the best ones I've been to were, uh, it was called fix your own back by Dr. Snell. He's, um, he's a movement based like rehab based chiropractor in Portland. Cool. Um, and one of my mentors who I started doing my clinical externship with Dr. Sebastian Gonzalez, um, he introduced me and was like, dude, you gotta go to the seminar. Like he's coming to LA I had no money in school, like zero. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna go, but I made it happen. Yeah. Um, That's and it changed That's my life because yeah, yeah, changed my life honestly because I was the only student there and I stuck out because of that. And they were like, oh, this wow. kid wants to be here, yeah. So they all became like not only colleagues but friends um, that I could reach out to at any point now. That's when awesome. I sort of went practice, yeah, I was I was calling them for tips and advice and stuff like that. So that was by far one of my favorites. Um, and then learning, learning the neurodynamics um, course. I never actually took the full course with mm -hmm. the uh, OG. Um, I forget his name off the top of my head, but the neurodynamics course and all of those philosophies have helped my practice and helped me become a better clinician. Um, thinking from like spines, um, the spinal nerve roots and then out yeah. to the uh, peripheral nerves. It's just a whole different ball game that they don't teach you in school. Yeah. Uh, and it helps with diagnosis, which helps with treatment. Um, and then a guy named Bill Hartman, I haven't taken his seminar in person li uh, live yet either, but learning from people like them, it's like you continuously learn and you continuously like just realize you don't yeah. know what you think you know. <laughs> and I, I, I looked into a quote, or I heard a quote from someone. I don't know who specifically it was. It was from a, a local coach that I know. And like, it was basically like, as you learn more, you learn you don't know. But anything like, it was like the smarter you Everything. get, the more you realize that you don't know. Anything. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, especially like as a clinician, like when people come in and I'm like, Oh, this is a bread and butter, easy shoulder injury. And then you dive deep into the weeds and you're like, wow, uh, I could have easily missed that by getting overly confident with what I thought it was. Yeah. And then, you know, it forces you to go do your homework and your research and it just, it's never ending. And you know, honestly, so being a trainer, I was, I was very interested in going to PT school and my college experience kind of turned me off to it. And like, not because of anything specific, but like the program that I was in wasn't, wasn't very good. It was just like a general human bio program that I took at UAlbany, which is the school by me, like the big school by me. Yeah. Um, and it was just so generalized and they were speaking in like absolutes and like my nutrition class was like, you have to eat 2000 calories and this is how you do it. And like, it was from an 80 year old dude who yeah. like was going to retire next year. And I was just like, yeah. okay, like what is really truthful here? And like, as I started, you know, the cool thing about school for me was, and I'm sure this is the same thing for you because you know, being in the positions we're in, it's almost like a, a personality trait to just like take it to like a different level. Yeah. And like, when I was in school, it, it almost helped me out more being so general because I was like, 
that can't be right. And then I'd like look into it and like from my own experience kind of dial back and be like, well, it's fucking wrong. Or like, that's not right. Or like, you know, somewhere in between where it's like, yeah, I've had it work before, but I also haven't had it work. And like, I feel it's the same way. And especially becoming a doctor and any aspect of like chiropractic, physical therapy, an actual, like, or not an actual doctor, like a, a medical doctor. Yeah. And like, so you, you pay so much money and you're like, this better fucking be right. <laughs> like, That's then, the sad part. Yeah. And then like you actually go to use it and you're like, wow, this is like maybe 20% of the time I can be like, yeah, like this was right. And then you're like, but <laughs> half the time it's like, that's not, or like yeah. I have to improvise or like, I have to actually be like, okay, like, you know, I did learn this in school, but like, it's not really, it doesn't make sense in that way. And you have to like figure it out yourself. So like, you know, that's what really turned me off to being a PT. And I was like, do I really want to spend the money when I can kind of like learn, obviously yeah. it, you get a boost in credibility and you get a boost in, you know, like you're like you said, you, you meet people who are just at a different level and understanding. And then like, but to me, it was almost like, you know, school and school is great. Like it, it gives you a lot of doors, but like, it's just, they speak in absolute sometimes and it just can't happen in that way. It's a, like physically impossible in your, your field, especially because yeah. there's so many, you're looking at so many different aspects of a person and then you're perceiving it off of their pain level, which is completely different from your pain level and my pain level. And then exactly. you have to be like, Oh, well like, this is your problem. And it's like, I think this is your problem, but seeing as like movement assessment wise, this is going on. So this could be X. And right. Like, you know, exactly. hundred percent. I always, I always joke around, but I'm actually dead serious. I learned way more shadowing people and being off campus than I did on campus. Yep. And I think my, my competitiveness from like sports, I somehow like managed to bring that to like chiropractic. So term four, after we were, nose deep in all those books for a full four semesters i was done with it i was like all right it's time to actually put this stuff into like real life because i'm getting like sick of just yep. being here on campus and studying so term four i was an animal like shadowing everybody i could mm -hmm. um by the time i was going in the clinic i already felt like i was a clinician and everybody was freaking out um i had seen so many cases by that point that i was just like oh this is you know this is what that guy did let me implement this or this is, I like what he did here. I'm going to implement that myself. And so by the time I graduated, that's the only reason I had the confidence to start my own practice is because I put in the work outside of school. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a crap ton of work that goes into school. So you have to kind of manage and balance and pick and choose your battles. Mm -hmm. But I knew that like the hardcore, like knowledge and experience stuff like off campus was going to push me to be a better clinician. You know, you have to jump through those hoops to pass boards and all that stuff and graduate. But um, I learned a majority of what I practice now off campus. Yeah. And I, like, seriously, like, you know, to me, experience is going to be, no matter what, it's going to be the best teacher. And like school is a really good starting point. Yeah. But it needs to be just that, which is a starting point and not like an, a means to an end of like, oh, this is what I know. And that's it. It's right. like, yeah, this is a really cool idea, but like how far can it be pushed? And like, where are the faults in the crack or where are the cracks in the foundation? And then like, when there are cracks in the foundation, how do you actually fix it? Because, yeah. you know, dealing with people and especially probably yourself, you know, I know you're, you're a powerlifter, right? You said you yeah. kind of, so like being a powerlifter, you know, you're pushing your body to a certain degree of uh, stress. So like right. dealing with that is a completely different animal from, you know, I bent over and I tweaked my back and like, 
not in terms of like their problem is less than yours, but right. you know, a, an injury with 400 pounds on your back is a lot different than an injury with, you know, from bad yeah. movement your entire life and like yeah. poor movement or not taking care of yourself and like That's being able to understand both ends is the most important thing you can, if you can understand the GPP and like the regular person, then you're going to be able to understand the power lifter and be able to help both of them. And that's where right. people like you who like, it's refreshing to hear that. Yeah. You know, dude, thought it's, process. It's like, it's, there's, it's so tough. Many, there's so many bad narratives out there because I, I'd like to give the benefit of the doubt that they truly don't know, like these doctors, especially the older ones. Yeah. Um, but it, there's a lot of bad language and bad narratives that actually, you know, they call it a nocebo effect at this point. Like you're making people worse by telling them that their posture is causing this pain or whatever. It's uh, move you what's your, the other day. What's your opinion on posture? It's a joke. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that, yeah, like postures, posture is just, there's, there's all different types of postures. There's resting posture. There's lifting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, move you the other day. This is hilarious. Posted that, your core shuts off for uh, the high-waisted pants that girls wear. Is that what? Like, oh, I, I saw the yeah. post about that today. And <laughs> it's like your core. There's not a switch that just turns off your core. Or something. Yeah. That's so, and they have millions of followers. So that's like as corny as it sounds, and it's just an Instagram post. Millions of people uh, see that, and they're like, "Oh wow, uh, my core can shut off." And then they see like Brett Contreras saying your glutes shut off. Um, yeah. Like just. There's a bunch of narratives out there and clinicians are even worse at it yeah. because they have either they don't have the knowledge or they don't have the empathy yeah. that, um, you know, most people like us from sports have. Yeah. They don't understand that what they're saying can impact someone to a huge degree down the road. Yeah, I've had a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of those. I don't know if you follow me on, the, on Instagram, but um, there was a thing I posted the other day. This girl was literally told that she was not meant to deadlift. I mean, 20 years old, like I, I had to work really hard to get that mindset out of her head. That's crazy. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's terrible, but like I said, I give them the benefit of doubt that they truly don't know. Well, like even, you know, you went through the prescript level one course and like yeah. Jordan, Jordan has said this and like one of the early things they talk about is like diagnosing someone and like, you gotta be careful because they live with it. And like, as soon as you sell, exactly. sell someone something, it's like, that's a part of their personality. Yeah. And especially and been, you. Yeah. Yeah. I've been actually, it's funny you say that. I've been purposely not telling people what I think it is anymore. Mm -hmm. Like in school, they train you to do the assessment after the history. Um, and then you do like what it's called a review of findings. So you tell them, you know, what you found in the exam, explain to them what the diagnosis is and blah, blah, blah. I've honestly been not doing that anymore. And not many people even care to find out. They're just like, they're good with what I'm talking about. They're, um, we, we have like really good conversations here that don't have to do with what the injury actually is. Mm -hmm. And I honestly feel like there's, they're getting better outcomes. Yeah. Uh, instead of saying, oh, um, well, this is what I used to say. You know, I think this is a disc injury. It's not like a death sentence, which I thought was also being okay. Yeah. Um, but it's still, they still think disc. They still think it could slip oh, out of your spine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've been actually on purpose not saying anything unless they really want to know. Yeah. And same thing goes for MRI. Like MRI, I tell people all the time, does not change what I'm going to do at all. Yeah. And honestly, I don't ever refer anyone for MRI. 
Yeah. I don't care. Like That's if hot. it doesn't get better, if it doesn't get better within like five, six visits, then we send them out. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. It's especially when like, like I said, I almost, you know, dealing with people in the capacity I deal with them, you know, I'm not by any means, uh, like a physical therapist, but like I said, you know, I, I treat myself as if I'm in those shoes and like, I, I, and it's not that I don't trust doctors, but like they just, they have too much on the line and they end up giving someone the, the, the rice method or whatever. What exactly. is it? Exactly. Cause uh, they want to themselves. And then you find <laughs> out the guy who even invented that said it was wrong. And he's like, <laughs> and you're just like, Oh Jesus. Like, yeah. Uh, like, you know, and then now it's uh, meth or something. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> it's just, there's just, things are changing so fast. And I think there's information just pinging every day. It's like, this is right. This is wrong. This is right. This is wrong. This is right. This is wrong. And people are just like, I don't know what to believe. So like they find exactly. a camp, something works for them. And they're like, that's right. And then they're like, and that's wrong. And it's like, <laughs> no, because they're both right. And like, I was having this conversation the other day with um, cross about CrossFit and you know, CrossFit is, you know, wrong in a lot of ways, but it can be useful. And powerlifting right. is right in a lot of ways, but there's some stuff that sucks about it. And exactly. there's other things like bodybuilding. There's a lot that isn't useful for bodybuilding, but there's a lot that can help you be better in terms of staying healthy, looking better, feeling better, but like using all of them and not just shutting off yourself to the idea of like, oh, CrossFit's stupid because you do snatches for a hundred reps. And it's like, yeah, but you know, like there's a lot of other things in CrossFit that are cool that you could try that help with staying healthy, conditioning, understanding movement a little bit better. Right. Not all of it. I'd say about 20% of CrossFit's good. And like right. 80% of it's like shit. But, and then like powerlifting, the same thing is like lifting heavy. You need, like you got to get strong, but exactly. you don't need to lift 700 pounds. Right. And then, and like the movements tend to get pretty specific in powerlifting and people don't step out of them enough. And then exactly. for bodybuilding, it's like isolating areas is really good, but it shouldn't be the only thing you do. You know, like there should be certain specific areas on your body that you're isolating and that come into the bigger picture and help. And then, you know, looking at that, it's just, you, you get these camps and they're just like, I'm a power lifter. I'll never do anything else. And I'm a crossfitter and powerlifting is makes you fat. And they're like, bodybuilding's unfunctional. It's like, you're all exactly. wrong. <laughs> like exactly. no one's right. Dude, and no one's wrong. The word camp is literally what I was going to say. There's yeah. camps. Yeah. And they're like, emotionally attached to them. Yeah, uh, Exactly. It's just like nutrition too, like paleo or keto. Like it's my way or the highway. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Yeah. And like, you know, being in the, the, you know, the opportunity we have and like, you know, specifically being a, 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 like having the, the letters doctor is huge. And like, people don't look at that. They look at it as like, you know, they, I shouldn't say they don't look at, they don't question it. They're like, Oh, he's a doctor. He knows. Right. And it's like, you know, look at their history, look at their background, look at their understanding of what it is that you're asking for. Like for me, I would never go to someone who doesn't work out. And like, I used to go to a chiropractor who doesn't work out. And I was like, and I was like, oh man, like, I, like what, how am I supposed, how's this person supposed to help me? Like, cause yeah. like, I know I, I was deadlifting and like something was tweaked in my lower back or like, you know, I was squatting and like something hurts in my quad. And it's like, yeah, you, you can understand like, verbally what i'm saying but like physically do you understand and have you gone through stuff and like i've helped people just by myself by hurting myself like right. literally just hurting myself and fixing it and i'm like right. oh yeah it's this and they're like how the hell did you know that and i'm like because i <laughs> did it to myself you know <laughs> like 
it's like I've done it to myself a hundred times and you know yeah. you, you'd think I was an idiot sometimes because how much <laughs> you know, like I just like fuck things up but like it's that exactly that like pushing yourself to a certain level and then you just go oh yeah now I know how to fix this like now I know yeah. how to help someone and like in your shoes you know that's even more important because they're coming to you with like other shit like herniated discs problems you know physically that they can't really solve otherwise um and i kind of wanted to kind of go through about what you offer and talk about your service but you know someone comes in with an injury you know what, what do you usually do like what's kind of your route so of action i pride myself in a being accurate with a diagnosis for myself mm -hmm. uh, we don't talk about it mm -hmm. but uh, i like to be thorough with like you know making sure it's nothing like a red flag uh, my neurological testing is pretty in depth. I had a yeah, that's cool. Doctor. I never what what does that entail? So I just like to make that. sure that there's nothing like centrally going on with the spine. So yeah. I'll check like uh, pathological reflexes. I'll check the sensory um, dermatomes, the myotomes for strength, um, stuff like that. And then we'll do my orthopedic testing. And then with the thorough history, usually that gives me a better picture of what's going on. Cool. Um, and then I'll put the pieces together. And then we'll go right into like a, it depends if what they pick, but usually it's every session's an hour. Um, initial evals are a little bit longer just because I have to do the history and the exam. Mm. Uh, but then everybody gets treated for an hour. So I'll do 30 minutes of like manual therapy. So I, I guess it's like ART type stuff, even though I'm not certified. So don't sue me. <laughs> uh, um, so it's like manual release techniques like that. Um, the neurodynamic techniques, like I was talking about earlier, for like uh, neuro mobilizations, if it's like a nerve issue. Um, and then we'll go to the adjustments, um, which people love, um, including myself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but I have to explain, you know, that this is, you know, this is, this is the cherry on top. We're going to now go out. So we'll do 30 minutes in the rehab room, which is a gym. Oh, really? okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't know you really did the rehab lucky. yourself there. I, I know you were talking about it. I didn't know you did it in the same session. It's cool. Yeah. So I, I do 30 minutes, typically 20 to 30, uh, depending on each case, 20 minutes of manual therapy, 35 minutes of rehab, um, and then basically introduction to how the body should move depending on each region. Um, and I really don't have protocols. Uh, everything literally is made on the fly. Okay. Uh, what I think is best for them at that moment because um, level of fitness is important. Yeah. Experience with training is important. All that stuff is important, and I keep that in the back of my head throughout the session just to make sure. So when we go to the rehab, like I'm not throwing them to the wolves or I'm not making it too easy. Yeah. Uh, it all depends. So there's no protocols. There's no cookie cutter approach. Um, you're not going to get a foam roller with a sheet. Um, nothing like that. It's all stuff that you can implement right away and, and hopefully get better. Like my whole thing is get you out of pain ASAP mm -hmm. and then build up so that this thing never comes back. That's really cool. That's in depth. I didn't know you did all that. That's, <laughs> that's definitely really cool. Thank um, you. Yeah. And I mean, you know, kind of diving into that next question, um, you know, based on all that stuff that you, you do, cause that's pretty in depth, you know, like what's kind of your, I guess I'll say best piece of advice in terms of, um, dealing with that type of stuff. So dealing with, you know, injury prevention and kind of, uh, I guess just an overall view at that. Like what's your kind of best piece of advice? Um, I always tell like the, I get a lot of kids that shadow me actually, cause they see my Instagram and the younger generation, like, and you work they, out of the gym, right? Yeah. Okay. So, which is ideal because yeah. that's where I thrive. 
Yeah, um, where people are. <laughs> I, I love lifting more than most people. And even though I'm not big, uh, it's one of my, it's why I got into Cairo. So yeah. to be here and um, to have that experience of training, um, I think really pushing me forward. But it's always important to remember that you don't have all the answers. Yeah. So um, it's just a constant battle of learning, trial and error. Um, that's what practice is. So for um, even PTs and um, trainers, chiros, PTs, everybody should always have in the back of their mind that they're not 100% right every time. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. I've worked with people like that, and it's honestly, it's, it's tough to watch because, yeah. you know, they, you, you hear them either be arrogant or you hear them explain something to somebody, and um, they won't, they're just locked in. And I, I heard Quote yeah. from one of my favorites, Colin Coward. I don't know if you listen to him. I love Colin Coward. Yeah. Um, he, he said it, you know, people, he's originally who I heard from. I don't know if it was from him, but he's like, people want to be right. They don't want to get it right. And like, yeah. they want to, you know, they want to be the ones who are right. They right. don't want to be like, okay, like, yeah, that you're, you're right. Like talk about it and actually get it right. Right. And that's a huge thing. And like, again, I think it's just sometimes with the price tag attached to, paying for an education it's like i better be right <laughs> you know and like That's the thing like i like i said i when i started my practice i only went three days a week um the other the other three days i was working part-time in another clinic mm-hmm. um just to make ends meet so i literally started with zero patients yeah <laughs> so That's crazy. Uh, i was working with a physical therapist and she was fresh out of school younger than me even um and just everything was her way or the highway she was and, and I'm not saying I was right, but what yeah. she was doing was definitely not right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was tough to work with, and we bumped heads a cu- quite a few times. But I think my best advice is just to keep an open mind and, and always strive to learn you know, the cutting-edge stuff because if you get stuck in practice, like I'm by myself. Yeah. It's on me to learn and keep up to date. I don't have anybody teaching me. I don't have a class to go to. Like I have to learn this stuff on myself. Mm-hmm. And so – just always, I, I'm always eager to watch or listen or read the next best thing. Um, as long as I could just keep pushing myself to be a better clinician, then I'm good with it. And I think even more on top of that is like, you know, I think it's really important for people in your shoes to be like you do, like you love lifting and like, it's important to love lifting and understand <laughs> the stuff to a certain degree because it's really like our job as, you know, my job as an instructor and your job as a, a chiropractor and clinician is to make people's lives easier. They pay us to not have to go through this shit. Like they right. pay us to understand, you know, not do a wrong squat program for three months because <laughs> you didn't really understand it. And you're just like, Oh, okay. Well, like I didn't get it. Or like, you know, yeah. how many mistakes have you made in your life lifting or how many mistakes have you made in your life treating yourself or treating other people? And you're like, Oh yeah, that was wrong. Fuck. I, I made a mistake. And then like, okay, yeah. now I know. And like, learn from it. Yeah. That, but you like, you know, you need to always be pushing yourself to, to figure that out quicker. Right. Or else, you know, you're just going to stay stagnant and you're not going to get any better. And no one that you work with is going to get any better. Cause it's like, Oh, well, one time this worked and like, you know, it hasn't worked since, but like uh, it worked once. So it's got to work again. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like okay, keep doing that. I'm going to go somewhere yeah. else, but I'll, exactly. I'll be back if it works for someone else. Um, I think that's how I honestly set myself uh, aside from everybody around here. It's, Cause like not too many people know about me yet, but yeah. when they do come in, it's like, Oh, I got to tell so-and-so like, I've never had this before. I can't believe I get homework assignments. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe you check on me weekly. Like I've never gotten this. Um, and I'm not, 
I'm also never pushing for more visits, yeah. which people yeah. are like mind blown about. They're like, they're like, how often should I come? I'm like once a week. They're like, Oh, that's it. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to give you the tools that you need so that you don't need me eventually. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. You know, that's yeah. cool because like I said, you know, there's some bad people out there that are just trying right. to fill just, their wallet and get another car. And like, we're trying to, yeah. we're trying, I'm trying to truly make the profession better because I feel like, I don't know, there's part of me in, in sports that always wanted to go professional and I feel like I missed that. So now I'm trying to put all that energy into chiropractic. I thought of, uh, a shorter, stockier, bald white kid is going to make it yeah. one day. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, but <laughs> I didn't make hey. it past high school. So. <laughs> but um, that's how it goes. And like I said, we find other ways to do that, though. We find other exactly. ways to make yeah. that professional exactly. dream come true. And, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, more than not, I'm grateful for not oh. doing that stuff. You know, like not exactly. having to push that because, like, I'm, you know, I get to help other people and, like, understand it more. And it's just, it's just better. Um, exactly. So, where can uh, these people find you on Instagram and whatever other social medias you have, and um, kind of like reach out if they have any questions or anything like that? Just kind of so, like, uh, yourself quickly. Yeah, my uh, Instagram's probably I'm most most active on there. It's RSM for Resilience, Strength, and Movement um, underscore Athlete underscore Doc, um, and I'm and I'm on there pretty frequently. Um, then the Facebook is just RSM sports medicine and rehab. And then, uh, the website is www.rsmsportsmed.com. All right, cool. I'll put all that stuff down with it. Um, Sweet. yeah, this is cool. I mean, I, like I said, I, I'm just getting to know Jeremy just like you guys. So this was cool to kind of be able to sit down and like have this conversation with him. Um, and it's been, like I said, I, it's been cool investing in myself and I'm sure investing in yourself and, uh, better you know meeting new people like-minded people who just want to fucking get after it because like exactly some people just aren't about it man they're just not about you meeting you guys and you and everybody in the group is i i have to surround myself with people like that because i'm honestly i'm alone a lot of the time besides how old are you 29 yeah so like just an age it's just one of those things it's just like finding people that work and like exactly that's that's one of my biggest it's one of my biggest struggles is like a lot of the people that i'm around like on a, you know, friend basis, like my age are just still into partying. They're still into drinking. I'm just like, man, I just want to fucking work. <laughs> like, I get How old are you? 25. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> you know, it, it's still a lot of people in that age that are still doing it, but you know, right. just, you know, it's a lo- and, and being in this field is lonely, lonely sometimes. It, it, is. Like, it is. It's not it's even lonely. in the field of fitness, but an entrepreneur is just, it gets lonely. And like, Super you just, just kind of have to like, sometimes just, put your head down and just you do know, it <laughs> do it, and then wake up five years later and be like, Oh, what did I miss? <laughs> just kind of, I know. Kind of like, well, I warned about that. And yeah. I never, I never, I was just like, you know, push it aside. But, um, it really is like, even I just got married two weeks ago. So I have to say wife, but yeah. like even yeah. finding time yeah. to just go for ice cream, it's like, I'm out of the office late now, like eight o'clock. And now that I left the part-time job, I'm here all day. Yeah. So it's like, you ever watch Bill Burr? I love Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah, you see uh, his black and white one. I think it's called uh, Do People Are the Same or something like that. And he talks about being a parent. And he's like, it's basically just putting your head down for 25 years. And then you come out of the cloud and he's like, you're just like oh, what's changed? Everything's changed. And you're just like, music sucks. <laughs> he's like, I love Bill Burr. I actually saw him, live in, uh, I saw him live in Boston. 
Did you? Yeah. He Amazing. actually came here. I saw him live at the Palace, too. That was uh, the place by me. But, like, he was so, – I, I haven't – I've only been to two comedian shows and because they're kind of expensive, a lot of them. Like, they're yeah, they are. Outrageous. But his was, like – I was, like, I'm paying for it. I don't care. I'm going. He's my favorite. <laughs> um, and he was awesome. But, like – Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. All right, cool, man. It's been, it's been cool to talk. Um, yeah. I'll have to do this again. But if you guys have any questions, rsm underscore athlete underscore doc. Uh, website is www.rsmsportsmed.com and i checked out his website it's really cool um do you do anything like online wise consultation or no yeah i can do uh i during COVID, i had to uh yeah. with my back against the wall so i did a couple um virtual telehealth sessions um which honestly for me are are awesome because i could show you what to do just through the screen and, and we can do a movement assessment um we can even like do a pain assessment so it's Anything we can do online. The only thing is I can't adjust you. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Cool. Yeah, check it out. Reach out. Give them a call. Um, and if you guys have any questions for me, as always, reach out. And then uh, I'll see you guys next time. And uh, peace out. Yeah, thanks, brother.